You biffed it. Oh God! Apparently, I don't. I don't. What have, what have you done? Why don't you? Piece of shit. <laughs> God damn it! Maybe it works on their end. Oh fuck me! Are we uh, live? Are we live yet? Yeah, yeah, we're fucking live. We've fucking been live this entire time. The goddamn thing's not working. It's pissing me off. Hold on. So now I got to see from the other end if this bullshit works. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work on that end either. It just fucking freezes. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything on now. Oh, no, no, it's it's gone. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Just the two of us tonight, it looks like. Just the two of us. We can fucking do something, I guess. So what do you want to touch on first? The DFE game or your... uh, yeah, do we need to do an intro? Your special movie. I, I fucking, mm. I tried. It's watch. Here's what happens. I, I hit, I hit the intro button. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> They're gonna break it. <laughs> it doesn't work. No. All right, let's get into it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, my name is Corey Haynes, and my co-host over here is Cole Thornton, also my co-leader for the Desert Fox events game this past weekend, in which we demolished our two for two. Pretended. Pretend enemy, yeah. Red team, no fuck. Yeah, no. It was a uh, it was a great game. Like it was a totally different style of play than what I'm used to. I know Cole goes and plays like some smaller weekend games and stuff like that, but I've mostly been primarily AMS. And then I think the only other game I've ever played is um the Overwatch Tactics Division game, which was what three years ago now, mm-hmm. two or three years ago. But <laughs> we had a great time. Um, we were brought in as leadership uh, to work with uh, Jet and Leah, uh, Brian and uh, Josh Warren brought us in to, to do it. And uh, man, I had, a, I had a great time. I thought it was a, a blast. It was a different crowd. It was a different style of gameplay. And uh, I don't know. I think I can speak for us both. I think Cole had a good time. Did you have a good time, Cole? I did. I did. Surprisingly. Um, well, I guess not surprised. I, I didn't go in there expecting it to be a shit show, but I'm not sure I was um, as as uh keyed up thinking it was going to be as fun as it was um the app is a neat idea for anybody that doesn't know uh desert fox events uses the blue fox tracker which is a nice plan words for the blue force tracker which is this handy dandy little cell phone app that lets you see objectives as well as where your teammates are as well as read commands through chat um it is by no means tailored for like a milsim op um, this was not that at all. Uh, the game was at eight seven eight, which is a local field here in North Texas, out in Wasahachie. Um, but yeah, I, I had a great time. I was I was really surprised to see how well the app works when people are actually using it, um, and how it could be set up on the fly and just kind of on the rip for so many different game types. Most of them being Battlefield Four kind of like esque. It's very much like Battlefield. Yeah. So you're, we essentially played domination and rush. Mm. Those were the two games we played. Um, but it's, it's really cool. Um, it does require the app to play, play the game appropriately, yeah. which I think, have cell turned, phone signal yeah. And it turned into an issue for, for some of the players. Um, cause having a phone, having a phone that lasts all day is, uh, something you have to prepare for. I was told ahead of time to bring a big, uh, external battery. So I didn't have an issue with it. Um, or, you know, downloading the fucking app half of the yes. game. Yeah. You fuck. So, yeah. Um, something to think about. And I would definitely recommend playing, going to a Desert Fox event game because, like I said, I had a blast, but you need to oh, prepare yeah. to use your phone. You probably should invest in a chest rig that you can mount your phone to, which is what I did ex post facto. I went and got <laughs> one last night. So, for the next one, I'll have one. Um, that'll just make your life a lot easier. Have a big external battery running up to that so it just stays charged all day. But, um, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, so people are buying new kit and add on to kit all the time for games. Like that's not anything out of the ordinary, I would say. Yeah. Um, no, I got the, um, golly, I, I came, it's the one that Wood, Woodcock had. I bought that. It's like 80 bucks and you can mount okay. your phone to uh, any, a, any type not, of Molly or pals. So you didn't get, you didn't get the $300 Jaeger works that only fits phones from like four <laughs> fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, they got They need some serious updates for us. No Sam, users. Samsung fucking yeah. galaxy eight, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, my Note 20. I went and I looked at them. You know, I looked at them, but they they just weren't available. So this one is pretty much universal and it's padded Mm -hmm. and it protects your phone. Um, Woodcock uses it and and likes it. So that's what I I went with. He's got it mated with the AXL or Axel designs. um, Thingy majigger so he can flip it down and flip it back up, flip it down, flip back up. Not that he was there for more than one day. (laughs) Yeah, he only got to play for one day. But um no, it was it was fun. Um, if you haven't played at eight seven eight and you live in that area, definitely give it a go. It's a really cool field. Um, definitely some adverse terrain to uh, <laughs> yeah to to traverse it. Uh, it uh, we, we saw we saw two of the funniest things I've ever seen in airsoft. Now that we know that they're okay, they're funny. Well, they're pretty funny at the time. One was Mitch, the uh, CEO for Red Team, like beefing it hard down an entire ravine and tumbling all the way into the river. Oh yeah. He fell hard and dude got back up and kept going. So that's yeah, off to him. It's a fucking tank. And the other was that kid that we, oh, fucking we come around the corner and we're up on the top of this ridge and deep down the ravine about nipple deep in mud is this 14 year old kid just hollering. Like we, we honestly, we thought we thought he was in pretty deep shit. So like, we're getting ready to like go down there and try to help him. He's like, I got it. I got it. And like you can see, like admins are going now there to get him out. But I mean, the kid is like, it looks like he's in quicksand almost. Like he has sunk so far oh, down. The yeah, he was, he was down in there, and he had a, uh, a deep Texas accent. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And the deep in the background, it's like I got it, I got it, I don't got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um. But we played. Uh, we played four games. Hmm. Uh, the first one was domination, which we got out to a pretty early lead on and had mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of the points captured. And then red came back and ended up beating us by like 700, 700 and some change, which at the time we thought was like a massive deficit. Yeah. We thought we got destroyed, but you know, obviously the guys running the game were like, man, that was really close. That was some really good back and forth. You know, normally we see games that are a thousand plus. So we're like, oh, okay, well then we maybe we didn't get the crap kicked out of us. So the second one we played was rush. Yes. And, and we were on defense. Yes. Yeah. We were on defense. Uh, they were attacking and it was kind of cool the way it was set up. And it was essentially there was a ravine and then like within the ravine, there was like another cut across it. So you had two points on one, one corner and then one point on the other side, we controlled one point. They had two. Uh, but at some point I realized that we needed to just go back across to the other side of the ravine because I, had a sneaking suspicion. That's where the last three points were going to be. So we kind of pulled all our guys back and just set up defense on the other side of that ravine and let them capture that last point. And they just came right into it. They, cause I don't think they ever crossed that ravine to get one of those points. No. Yeah. We no, didn't lose no. any points for the rest of the game. We ended up winning that one pretty steadily. Um, yeah, we, and then there was we, a, good. Oh, uh, then there's the night game, which we won to some fucking out night games are always these games. So the games went in phases. So you'd, we did game one essentially, which was domination, which was then you have like an hour break. Yeah. Then we had which game I liked. two. Yeah. Which was rush. Once again, it's not a Milsim game. This is, this is airsoft in its purest form. Second game rush went through after that game was over another hour break night game. Night game was pure fuckery. I did not enjoy it. I never do. Um, but, you know, teach their own. Some people have fun with it. Whatever. Uh, and then it rolls around to day two, which we had, what, two phases on the second day? On Sunday? Yes. We had a... Uh, no, we had one. One, one well, long domination that's right, game. That's one. Yep. Yeah, so the way, the, and the way these work, if people are curious, is you have, once you pull open the, the Blue Fox tracker, you can see the map where your objectives are. And whenever you get within a certain radius of that objective with your app open, open is key. <laughs> whenever you're there, get close enough with your app open, it'll start to capture like it does in, you know, Call of Duty, Battlefield, anything like that. More people there, the quicker it caps. Once it's capped, it's yours and you start, you lose less. I guess you lose less tickets or you start taking away the enemy team's tickets. I didn't exactly get like the total, the total. So they lose uh, tickets for deaths and then they lose tickets based mm -hmm. on a time period in which they own less objectives than the other team. So it's kind of like if they own two and you own three, then they're losing whatever the amount would be for that one objective. So they balance out. But if we had second, yeah, yeah, we had, they, 
that last one on Sunday was close for quite a while. They had three points to our two and we were bled out. They were probably 1600 up on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they we were fought. they were 16 at one point. We were getting yeah. smacked. Yeah, and we kept we kept pushing a, a flank that I really wanted to get really, really hard. And we finally got a group of squared away guys to go and get it. And once they had that locked in, it, I mean, it was game over. Um, we went we went right up the middle. So we had an L shape around them. And then there was a lower um, objective that really wasn't being contested. And we sent a bunch of guys. We sent, well, not, not a yeah. whole lot of guys down there, just a few guys. And then we kind of pushed. Our, yeah. And then we pushed our LMGs to cover the open area coming out of the city right there in the middle. And once we had that locked down, they just they couldn't cross. And we it, we. We bled them out. It took about what an hour and a half to come back from the deficit that we were at, just bleeding them out like that. Yeah, then but, we ended up winning by like a thousand, I think, because like we, yeah, it, it was like twelve hundred or something. Like that. It ended up going from an L shape ambush, like big movement, to probably the prettiest double envelopment you're ever going to see in airsoft, like just a perfect little horseshoe. Yeah, because we created it looked a like the battle. Of the, it looked like in. the battle of the bulge. Like they were just yeah. we 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 surrounded them on three sides, and obviously anything behind you in an airsoft game is just your fob and it's useless. But there was just nowhere for them to move. We had them we had them trapped pretty good, and then we ended up winning winning out on that one. So we came out on top three to one. It was a it was fun though. Everybody, I think everybody on both teams had a pretty good time. You always have your few salty players, but nothing mm. nothing crazy that I could think of. I didn't hear a whole lot of yelling about hit calling. I, I heard I heard a little bit. The the funniest comment for me of the weekend was like I came over the ridge because these kids were like, there's the ravine and they're like up on the wall of the ravine. So it's like really, really close quarters. So we get up over the top of the ravine and I shoot one kid who I didn't really was as dead because he didn't have his rag out. Or I guess in at the at these games, just like the Milson West, you've got the the reflective um, PT belt. Didn't have his PT belt out. So I shoot him once and I turn and me and this kid with a pistol like point blank trade. Good dude, yada yada. The uh, the kid down the ravine is like, ah, if I could say I'm hit, and I was like, put your band on, man. Like I I don't understand why you're getting mad. You didn't have your shit on. I'm yeah. gonna shoot you. It's just how it happens. He's like, we well, didn't have cha- a time to. I was like, well, I didn't have time to check and see if he had time. I just popped over and shot. And he's like, well, I'm not mad. If I was mad, we'd be fighting. And I was like, that is <laughs> that is the most ill advised thing I've ever heard in my life. You salty little fourteen year old. Just yeah. Uh, you know, and there's, there's a lot of that shit going around. And then there's, you know, I got, and that's like a, that's a really mild version from what you get usually at these Milsim games. Um, yes. once again, cause this was just an airsoft game. I think it lent well to that. And then the night game, I got double mag dumped by two guys while I was just sitting in the spawn, looking at the phone, trying to fucking armchair it. Yes. Um, they, so one thing they, we, <laughs> one, that, yeah, one thing we saw was, I guess eight, seven, eight is normally a full auto field. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The weekend okay. games. I, I thought I heard somebody say that weekend games yeah. are full auto, which, you know, I, I came up playing full auto. I, I get it. It's fun for kids, you know, that can't accurately lead somebody with a BB. So you just spray mm-hmm. fart all over everybody. But, um, I think some of the local kids showed up still thinking it was full auto. I know corrections were being made on both teams. Like, Hey guys, calm it down. Yeah. But yeah, yeah somebody definitely, bars. Uh, yeah, I, somebody came right over the, after I had been shot, somebody came right over the top of me with a DMR and full auto, two people on our team. And I was like, Oh, Hey dude, like maybe don't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> other than that though, I mean, yeah, it was, it, it was, like it was pretty a, chill. It seemed like a pretty yeah, chill it, game. It was well, and I think a lot of that. Once again, I keep talking back to the fact that it was an airsoft game and not a Milsim game. Like the there was there's yeah. a very and I liked having like a definitive point structure for like you're behind this many points, you're behind this many points. Yes. It gave like that, a real sense of urgency to the game. Like when we were down so much, like we really, really need to fit. Like we hit a point where we we're like, okay, we're an hour into this fucking um, evolution like we've got to fucking do something or we're screwed and that pushed us to really like figure out a way to get our flanking maneuver up get up the middle and start taking control of shit and we had like just enough time to turn it around and that i think lent very well to um having fun in the game because it made it feel like you were actually doing shit you know it made it there's not there wasn't like a oh we're winning or oh we're losing or do we have any idea what the point structure looks like or but which you get you know a lot Yep. No, I, to me, that was my favorite part of it is I could see like, okay, we, yeah, we have to do something cause this isn't working. Um, it's still, it's still a work in progress and you know, the owners are very much aware, you know, that it's a work in progress, yeah, but yeah. apps, apps take money and they take a lot of money. Um, if you've like never, shitload yeah, if you've fun. never worked on developing an app, even a very small, simple one, it is extremely, extremely, extremely well, expensive. When- 
when so Warren told us like what he plays pays by year just to keep it running. I was like, fuck. Right. And, and people have to manage these and fix bugs and, you know, respond yeah. to customers and stuff like that. So, I mean, that it's, it's almost like it's a never ending, you know, payment, but it's, it's gotten better. Um, they were talking about updates that have been made to it from last year to this year. Like it automatically centers on you when you move, uh, which mm-hmm. is something that's new. But to me, it was just cool being able, like, even if I just had an app to open up and it said, Hey, your team's down by this much. I'd be like, Oh man, like that would be cool. But having think- that is awesome. And it has a chat built into it, which is great mm-hmm. for communicating with squads. And I could see, I think the one they're doing in Victorville is 500 plus people. If you could mm-hmm. just set up prior to the game, like pull people aside, be like, Hey, you're a leader of squad one. These are your guys, squad two, squad three, squad four, and then just have squad leaders in the chat and just make sure they're moving their guys. That'd be yeah. huge. Uh, that, that, yeah. that would be huge. And I, I guess, you know, I know obviously you can do this stuff in in Facebook messenger if you wanted to, but to have an app that coordinates with waypoints and coordinates with uh, objectives, you can see on a map, like I can say, Hey, you know, push right, you know, and yeah, they get real it. time, real time point structure is huge. Um, yeah, like I said, I I, I heavily enjoyed the game. Uh, I love eight seven eight. It's a great field. Um, yes. that's kind of my that's that's quickly become my like go to local field. Um, which I unfortunately don't get out to play local games a whole whole lot, but it is a cool place to go to. Um, yeah, but I mean. I, you know, one, one thing that I do think, um, was interesting to see is this is the first big game I've been to in a while where I didn't fucking recognize hardly anybody. And that was kind of, no, yeah, no, I, I, it was, it was cool. Um, meeting a new, a new group of players. Um, that was cool. Cause I know all my AMS people when I go there, like I know my friends, I'm comfortable, you know, whatever this put me out of my comfort zone, having to lead like people where I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. I don't know if they have, you know, a background in the military or law enforcement or anything. Um, most of them seem to just be airsoft players, but wow. we, we had a good time. We had a great time with our group. Um, morale stayed high the whole time. Uh, it was, it was cool. And I mean, um, some people, what was really cool is some people there had heard about, you know, the movie we're working on and came up and talked. Actually, quite a few people came up and talked about it, said, hey, man, we're excited about it. So it's kind of cool to know that you exist outside your your normal little circle of friends. We did make a movie. We, I don't think we've talked about that yet. I don't no, think we've dedicated like six episodes to that uh, that movie. No, but, no, 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 no. Nothing, nothing about the new BTS video that just dropped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, you, pin it in the chat. Pin it in the chat, bro. Oh, oh God. Let's, don't do this like an amateur. You got to put it up in the chat, but no, it was cool. Like we, we got to meet some new people. So, I mean, that's always Mm. fun. Um, we got a question from Ben Arnie's asking, uh, what Titan batteries do we use? We both played with Titan batteries this past weekend. I was running a Fatco 416 custom and Cole ran like two different guns, I think, or three. I ran my Fatco MCX. Yep. Uh, and I brought out both of my X custom systemas. Um, mm. The systemas are, I, I run Titans in the systemas. I run just for your regular 11.1 lipos in the MCX because the Titans don't fit. Um, love the Titan batteries though. I've also got one of the HPA lipo polys or whatever, um, or LFE or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's great yeah. too. Um, but for the Titans, I've got their big ridiculous, like 11.1 stick dildo battery that's like the entire length of the stock and i run that in my um dmr systema and unfortunately i forgot the correct allen key to adjust my hop up so i didn't use that this weekend i spent the whole weekend shooting with the uh fatco mcx tier zero build that i got through him and it is incredible it's really fun yeah i love that you got a lot of compliments on that a lot of people uh are are pretty excited about the MCX and the fat coats that are so coming out. Pretty. So yeah, it, that gun claps. It was, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Titan batteries are great. Yeah. Love no, them. They're, fan, they're fantastic. Um, they're hard. They're hard to kill. They're, they're hard to get right now too. They've been kind of, I'm, I'm, I think they're well, coming out with some smaller stuff soon, which would be yeah. nice. Cause I, I want to slap one of those in the, in the, uh, mod, the QRF mod two that I've got from KWA. I think everything in the world is hard to get right now. Yeah, just kind of seems bit. to be the status quo, but no, we had fun. And I mean, from a, from a host perspective and being leadership and being brought in, um, they, they treated us awesome, like really, really yeah. well. And, you know, Warren has talked about his business model before about, 
you know, instead of just leaning, you know, on the fact that your friends want to come in and help you, like he actually takes care of the people, his staff, and he treats them like staff. So, I mean, you're, you're there as an employee. You're expected to work. Yes. And we worked, um, you know, and they kind of guided me through like what they expected. Um, you know, they really wanted to make sure that the field first and foremost was taken care of, then the players, and then they wanted to make sure the game runs smoothly. So we were there to ensure everybody had a good time, which, I mean, we we got a lot of handshakes and high fives afterwards and everybody was having a good time out on our side. So I would say, yeah, I, you know, to some degree, we were successful, at least. I, yeah, a bunch of people came up to me like after a game was called and were like, hey, man, thanks so much. We had a great time. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, that's, it that's was, new. It was a really great, friendly, friendly crowd. No. It, it was fun. It was definitely way different than, you know, what we normally play. Mm-hmm. So I have no complaints and I would definitely do another one. And I would recommend that anybody else, if you have a DFE in your area, go to it. Well, and then if they can't, and if you want to look for something else to play, we've got something else we need to talk about, which is the upcoming division game from Overwatch. Tactics. Yes. Summer Harvest. D-Day Summer Adventure Park. Harvest. Yep. It's going to be a D-Day. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sweaty. And it's going to be so fucking cool because our kits are going to be absolute gangster like i'm super excited i've still got i found my id badge from the first one i Ah. think mine might be floating around in my punch cat with the punch card and everything yeah yeah Yeah. so if you guys if you guys don't know what this is one of the sponsors of the show overwatch tactics they are throwing off their second iteration of their division themed airsoft game it consists of multiple teams multiple sides you're going to have your agents run by Corey, co-run by yours truly. I don't actually have a title. I'm just there. Um, Rogue agents are being run by Jay Irwin Woodcock. And then the second sons, I believe, are being run by Jacob Solner. Great dude. Um, He was actually out at the DFE game this last weekend, so I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. He's an excellent player. Um, But this this is one of the neatest games I've been to because the first one, they did a really exceptional job of making a very diverse and kind of out of the box play style. Also, another thing at this game, this is the only one I've ever seen where you're going to see loot crates with actual shit you can keep, shit that you would want yes. to keep, uh, yes. like guns, maybe, could be, because I believe our other sponsor, KWA, has kind of schlepped some stuff in there BBs, grenades, yep. smokes. Um, but it's uh, the most fun for this game to me, aside from the actual gameplay, which I'm sure is going to be a blast because they've got a bunch of neat like objectives they're throwing in courtesy of Soto and Lone Wolf um, is getting ready for the op, like getting my kit together. I've already ordered a bunch of shit that I'm going to play like for the tax side of stuff. And our boy faded pilot props who we talk about just about every fucking episode at this point, he needs to start paying us or something has created for Corey and myself some division agent swag. Um, I'm really excited to get that. He's saying it's almost done. So I'm really, yes. really pumped. I think he was supposed to be working on paint today. So, mm-hmm. oh, so we're he super excited the, uh, about that. And yeah, we're super excited to have another opportunity to beat the crap out of Jay. Oh God. Can go, it's, it's just, can go two just, for it. it can go two for two on him. Yeah. Two for two on Jay and three for three with, uh, with us being uh CO and XO of a game. Cause and know. I'm going to do it without using a radio just to rub it in. Oh, Oh God. Don't, don't say that. Yeah. He's gonna get so no, I, I'm not going to lie. I bought two bow things, two of the disco 32 antennas. I just bought I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try and have my combo set up really well for like the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how Which that goes. I, I know I know she recommended them and I know they looked great on paper with those sky tacks that uh that our girl Kate I'm not I'm not sold on them, man. I may need to run them as a dual com and see if maybe that was the issue, but I we, I we had issues. Yeah, we could not get our radios to work with them in the push to talks mm-hmm. that they came with. I don't know enough about radios to know if we need if you need to get uh, something better, like I, a different I think, PTT I think, or I think we need a different, we need better PCTs. And I think there was maybe too much, uh, yeah, feedback, but cause the thing was, is like, you'd either come in crystal clear or just totally fucking broken. Like well, was I was no quiet. My whole thing was like, I was quiet. Like yeah. people couldn't hear me. So, well, I, and I we tried, think... we, we tried three different radios on the headsets yeah. and none, none yeah. of them worked. So comms are fucking man. That's one of those things where like, yeah. I wish, and given that we live so far apart, it's really hard. Like there's no way for us to test them. Um, I'll just say I'm going to dick around because I just ordered a new uh, a new set of Balfangs too. 
Um, Zach Ellis just asking. So the name is Summer Harvest. It is hosted yeah. by Overwatch Tactics. It is going to be a D-Day Adventure Park in northern Oklahoma. And it is beginning of May, like the third through the fifth, right? Yeah. If you look up in the chat um, that I posted up where you can get the tickets and mm-hmm. I think it has the rule set and everything there too. But we had a, we had a great time. Like at the first one, oh, an absolute I mean, blast. it was at the just, hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Just be, being able to put together a kit and be kind of goofy for a game is, is fun. So the division has some pretty cool kit out there. It's it's and then like I said, they, they're throwing in some neat curveballs as far as like what you would expect for gameplay. There's one very specifically that Soto was talking to me about that I was like, oh fuck, you're that's okay, cool. That'll be an objective. Neat. Um, so I think that I think there's gonna be a lot to love at this event. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. But that's the nearest thing that we got. I mean, there's the real sim LLC coming uh, game. That's going to be next month too. Um, we've also got the, which we're going to have Warren and maybe Jet and Leon next week. I think at least Leah's coming on next Friday. Yeah. We're, um, we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do back to back to talk about the new Milson West game in Oklahoma. Yes. It's like right over the Texas, Oklahoma border. But Aside from that, I'm trying to think. There was something else we were going to talk about. Uh, somebody had mentioned. I think it even came up in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about outsiders coming into airsoft. Oh, right, right, right. Because that, like, we've had we we've seen it a few times over the past year where people that are not airsofters, uh, they are either online personalities of some sort or something else uh kind of kind of come and yeah they they come into an airsoft event and they make a post about it and because they are big names and big entities like people just jump all over it and i don't know uh people seem to have mixed um feelings on it uh i don't know where i really i don't know where i fall on it dude so there's Two main ones from I can tell. The biggest one right now, of course, is Lucas Botkin and T-Rex yes. Arms yeah. all of a sudden being a big push for airsoft as a training tool and training tactics and training movement and training. It's it's amazing that he does all this training, but doesn't ever seem to lift a weight. But <laughs> um, I'm dude, I'm just gonna say it. Like fuck it, Jesus Christ, dude. There's other there's other aspects to it, man. But I, I mean, I get it, and I love that he's bringing all this kind of like to the community and I'm glad it's seeing the surgeons and there's a lot of good to be said for that. His videos are excellent. Um, yeah. His, his video quality is fucking incredible. He does a really good job. Seems like a decent enough kid. You know, I, I make fun of everybody. So me making fun of somebody doesn't mean I think they're a piece of shit. Um, but my issue here, and I know punk echoes this problem is the last thing yeah, Javier says if it promotes more people in the inner airsoft, it's great. It is, but there's also a caveat to that where the last thing I want is to go to an American Milsim game and have to deal with a sudden influx of t- super fucking tryhard man children screaming about how they're using airsoft for training. And they get so fucking mad when they get shot or overshot or their hits don't get called because let's face it, it's not the younger players that are doing that shit it's 30 40 plus year olds who paid a whole lot of money to play dress up and take the shit way too fucking seriously now there's a place for that there are events specifically tailored for that and i would love to see even more hardcore style events that like really punishes you for not taking it that serious like that there's a there's a place for that and i really want to go to shit like that i i like i would that that gets my rocks off i'd fucking be super excited to see a super try hard event but i don't want it to bleed through and make just my regular old ams or owt games just toxic as fuck you know yeah and i, I mean of course, these are assumptions um, that that's the crowd that would show up. I mean, who knows? I think a lot of people in Airsoft are already like huge fans of of Lucas and his content. You see a bunch of the hats rolling around. Um, it it doesn't. I don't think it bugs me as much as I thought that it did. Uh, training benefit. Yes, it's still fun. I know people that have transitioned from Airsoft into real still which is another terminology I hate real still <laughs> firearms, but uh, you know, weapon manipulation and, and some of that stuff is kind of the same movements to me are what's more important. Um, yep. Do you know how to just run a simple 
battle drill where you, you're flanking somebody, you'd be surprised how many people never expect to flank an airsoft. Like that's how we won most of our games this past yeah. weekend was just pushing people into a flank. Even if they didn't know that's what they were doing, that's what I was getting them to do. Um, so movement to me is more important than weapons manipulation in airsoft because, you know, you're not running around with a 120 round magazine in real life. So yeah. it's kind of goofy to, to, you know, pretend like range and, is and, totally and there are, yeah, and the uh, range is horrible. There's no recoil. There's no anticipation. Like there, there are some things, I mean, you're lining up your sights the same way you're pulling mm-hmm. a trigger. Um, just some of that stuff is, is similar, but is it the best training tool? No. Um, yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad that they're they're They seem to be decent guys. If they weren't, then we'd probably be yeah. going in. Yeah, uh, that, that's but, that's what I'm saying. I've, not, I've heard I've heard nothing but but positive things um, mm-hmm. about people and their interactions with it. I think one of the main issues I take with it is how companies respond to them. You have mm-hmm. you have guys that are coming out and supporting you all the time. Um, maybe put those guys up on your shoulders from time to time instead of like the one huge guy who doesn't need a huge following, you know, coming in. That's to me that 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 always bugs me more than anything. Like these guys are making their money. These guys are doing their thing. Uh, you have guys that are paying them. I mean, I mean are, are they paying for the events? I don't know, but you have kids, you know, that are scrap, you know, scraping together money to come play at your games. Maybe post those guys up a little bit, take care of them. That that's, that's what I would like to see more than anything. Instead of making, you know, 15 posts, you know, consecutively on, on some guy who's already world famous. Mm-hmm. That's just me. And I'm not saying I need it. I could care less. Clout's not really my thing, but for some people it is some of these kids. I mean, that's what they're looking for. So promote them just a little bit. Oh, I got, I got dangerously wholesome there. Um, No, I mean, I mean, it is like, I mean, people are throwing money at you. Take care of them. No, I get it. That's my thing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And like I said, I, I, like I said, I, I, I'll, I'll crack on, I'll crack on Lucas for being super. Those new producers don't get starstruck. Uh, you need yeah. to put sarcasm in parentheses after that, Javier. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I'll, I'll make, I'll make fun of him for needing eating a sandwich all day. But the kids, the kid shoots a thousand times better than I ever will. Like, oh, fucking, me too, for sure. Fucking robot. For sure, he's incredible. But um, um, there, also, there's a good point in the chat, though. Uh, there's no fear of dying in airsoft. There's mm-hmm. also no fear of dying on a gun range unless you're around crappy people. So I, I, that that's kind of where I separate my people from, like those people. Um, if you're not if you're not kicking indoors with me, if you're not raiding, you know, drug dens and doing stuff like that, like you're unproven, in my opinion. You might be a great, you know, three gunner. You might be the best in the world, but you're not proven, in my opinion. And that's not trash talk. That's just, I mean, that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. Like if you've never kicked a door and somebody, you know, with the threat of somebody killing you on the other side, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Totally different animal. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different level of, of operating another, another yeah. terminology. Well, and that's, hate, that's one of my things. Like I'll never front. Like I actually have any fucking idea, like how to manipulate a real gun in that situation. And, but that's the thing is I don't try to. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I would and, never, I would never put my money against him. Like me shooting versus him. I would get embarrassed. I would, I would, I would have to go take a cold shower and cry for a little bit afterwards. Like the dude <laughs> is a phenomenal shot. Uh, you know, Robo Murray is a better shot than me. Jessen's probably a better shot than me. Cole, you're probably a better shot than me. Probably. Not. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it. I'll sound like a douchebag, but I mean, if you've carried a rifle and you've gone up against another man, like there's something to be said about that. You, you go up against a lot of men. It's too easy. Yeah, you win. No, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about, though. But yeah, and then like I said, there, get, there's, there's range guys, and then there's the real world guys. Well, and that and that rolls That's back. To, that rolls back to the toxicity aspect of it. Is the thing that, like I said, and I think the thing that no, every everyone wants to see is it bring a bunch of new people into airsoft, a bunch of people that will love the sport, bring some real money to the sport, because God knows airsofters are broke. Yeah, and that would be um, great. It'd be great to see some people like bring some to invest in the, I guess, economy that is airsoft. Um, but you know, with that, there's going to be good and bad. You're going to get a lot of good guys that are going to come through. You're going to get a lot of like, hopefully you're going to get a lot of like upper tier, like dudes who have been through some shit like you, Corey, who are going to come through, see like the benefit or at least like see the fun that can be this dumb little hobby and really want to like foster and support other people to come in and enjoy it too versus people that are going to come in. Cause I think the biggest thing that everyone's worried about is they don't want people coming from the real steel community and just trying to big dick everybody. Like that is going to be the most that that's what in my mind I see happening is when people say like, we want two a people to transition into airsoft. It's like, well, I don't 
like those fucking people to begin with, man. Don't bring but them do you to think, bring them Yeah, but do, I mean, do you think they would come in such overwhelming numbers that no. they're going to outnumber the nerds? Because no, I think no. the nerds would just kind of be like, oh, okay, cool, cool, dude. You know, you keep doing that. You what, know? what I would be interested to see or what I would be not, I'm not interested to see this, but I would, what I would find interesting is if they come in or someone, another person with like a big name, like say like, you know, somebody that's a big, Two A person comes in and then plays airsoft and then decides to just shit on it more than normal, or be more toxic than normal, or try to like take things over and mold it into what they think it should be. That I think is kind of the fear, which is a super unfounded and unrealistic thing that people are worried about. But I think that's yeah. But I mean, if they from. if they want to run their own events that way, then whatever. Yep. And I, it's going to be good. it's going to be them and their followers going over there and whatever airsoft kids think it'll be cool. I mean, it's yep. at at the end of the day, like I, it's. My my main concern is just like take care of your people. Take care of your people that have been there before this kid discovered it. You know, ten years after the fact, there there's been people showing up to every single one of your events forever. Like, just make sure you're taking care of those people. That's all I'm saying. And I can, can, it just it's it's just annoying that it's like post about him, 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 and it's like okay, he came to one event. We get it. I can get it from a marketing standard for people who, and who not, have, yeah, not, and, not, and it's business and it's business. And so it's like, even from that, that perspective, it's like, I'm wrong technically. Cause it's a good business move, but well, and not, not even on the event side, but on like the gear side and on like the gun side and stuff like that. Like I can totally understand people wanting to give them things for them to use. Cause that's massive marketing for them, especially yeah, like, like it's it's a it's a factor of ten from anything Airsoft has ever seen as far as like marketability goes. So I get it. Um, I I agree with you. Where I would like to see like kids who have been around in the sport for a while get some shit. Um, like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna throw out and give like a free plate carrier to a guy who has his own line of gear, like how about you yeah. give it to that kid who's shown up to six events in a row is still running fucking Alice gear. Yeah, it's you a know, it's a catch twenty like, two from all aspects, man. Like if I was a small company, do I? that does the kid with six followers on Instagram do more for me than the guy with a million, you know, mm-hmm. no, he doesn't. No, I mean, of course not. would I feel better about giving it to the kid? Maybe no, but my pocketbook, <laughs> you know, my, my wallet wouldn't. So it's, it, I mean, it, it, it's the way the world is. It's, well, you know, something and I think, I think we get salty because it's something we've cared about for a long time. And this kid probably was making fun of it up until a week ago. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out, he plays it, realizes it's fun, wants to talk about it. And, uh, you know, whether it's sincere or not, I don't know. I don't know enough about these people, but, you know, people freak out and all of a sudden like, oh, Airsoft is a thing. Like, yeah, it's been a thing since 2007 when I started playing. Well, and that entire time, there's also because it's not just like big, well-known people that are trying to get into Airsoft that are having issue. It's a lot of these kids that like you've seen them. You've seen them coming into the groups. Hey, what should I get for my first? Like it just the fact that I'm making fun of the way they talk should tell you anything. Uh, right off the bit of just like how kind of toxic the community is. Cause I'm one of them, man. I'm bad about it too. I'm trying. Oh, you're a troll. I know you're no, a troll. I'm not a troll. No, 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 I'm a dickhead. Not a troll. Well, yeah. You're that too, for sure. Nah. But, uh, but like one of the things is like, you know, other people coming into the sport, not just coming from some big following on Instagram or YouTube, you've got little Joe Schmo, like mid 20 year old dude who decides he wants to get an airsoft or some young kid or some older guy that if they're like super excited about it and they're posting up with all their new kit, just like maybe don't be such a group of fucking dickheads all the time about it. Like, yeah, the kids are rocking fucking old school Marpat and he's got a cross draw holster and a shitty gun, but you don't need to just like destroy the kids fucking entire sense of self over it. And I get it that there's a lot of that. And a lot of it comes stems from like these people or not these people, but like kids coming into airsoft and just like not listening to any fucking advice you try to give them over and over and over and seeing the same questions over and over and over and over throughout the years. Everybody gets a little salty. Everybody gets a little jaded, but just remember like those are people that are bringing life to us like a dumb little hobby that you enjoy that I enjoy. Um, so maybe just don't be such a fucking asshole to them all the time. <laughs> like, I know it's hard motherfuckers, but there's, it seems like there's entire, there's entire, um, sections of airsoft and you'll see them. Like, these are the kids that ruin games. These are the kids that ruin big events. Like fucking, it's like a group of fucking 10 and they show up and they're just cocksuckers. They're just assholes. Like, and they've made a thing out of being assholes. Cause there's a new thing now where at least in Texas, there's, there's a couple groups of like, hardcore 
fucking, I don't know what these kids are, but like they think they're badasses for like trying to intentionally hurt people at games and like show it up in videos. And I've, and I've like, you know, but you talk to these kids and they seem perfectly fine and normal. They're just fucking testosterone ridden dickhead 17 year olds, man. Like, you know, sometimes they just need a good talking to, but I think that's like what most of the internet is a bunch of fucking mean girl, 14 year old boys. Yeah. I mean, that's what I am. That's how I describe myself to most people. A mean girl. Uh, gear, gear doesn't make the player unless you forget to, you know, to bring your gun to the game. The guy, yeah, I was going to say like gear may not, but I, I will argue that the gun absolutely does to some degree. Yeah. In my old Facebook that has been uh, blasted into the ether by Zuckerberg, there used to be a video of me running around in ACUs that were issued to me and a cross draw vest and a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I had a blast. So no gear doesn't make the player. People make fun of that stuff. It just seems stupid. I mean, with some of the dude, some of the stuff we saw this last weekend. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, very, 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 very entry level stuff. A lot of orange tips like and but everybody was still out there having a blast. So it doesn't matter. The kid, like the one kid, he had a, he had a cardboard knife he'd made because he kept losing his like nice trainer, and he was he. God bless that kid, man. He was a little weird, but he was having a great fucking time, and I'm so glad that he had fun. And I think going back to my what I was saying earlier, I think that's the the, the kind of mindset that at least for me, I've tricked myself into having to have is like, yeah, it's a little like, yeah, that kid's super cringy, or you're like, yeah, this kid says this, or like, yeah, this kid's a little awkward, but are they having a good time? Yes. Good. God bless yes. them. Let them go out yeah. there and have a good time. It is not my job or your job to shit on their fun just because we think they're a little weird. Yeah. Um, there's just, you're uh, not going to have any shortage of that. Yeah. My, my, my main thing is, is I, well, I always get this overwhelming feeling when somebody feels like an outsider kind of coming in is that mm-hmm. they're, they're immediately trying to pull money from the sport, like in any way possible. And yeah. then they're going to exfil and well, take, take whatever they want. They're going to, and then they're going to thrash the game on the way out. Like we we've talked, seen we, in the past year. No, don't. We're oh, not no, going hey. into it. We're not going oh, into it. But they just made a post. We're not going into it. But you, I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. So well, and you get that because they'll they'll, they'll the, and I think the the difference there is though, and once again, like I was talking about with like the super, this is the difference between like Joe Schmo kid that's trying to get an airsoft that the community needs to foster and like at least try to help. Yeah. Versus the big. Cele- like insta celebrity guys that are coming in that don't need any fucking help don't need handouts don't need people to like roll over for them they're just normal fucking players um is that if you if they're coming in from a standpoint that they think they're taking shit over or that they come in and they know what's good for the community or they know what's best for airsoft be it they want to make a fucking tv show or they want to do something it just it comes across as just so like you can't fake sincerity i think that's something that when we were talking to warren um Last week, and that really kind of struck home and made a lot of sense to me is you can't fake sincerity. Yeah, you that was based off of a conversation we had had that. Yeah, yeah we're that was like a kind of a key point. Like when somebody comes out and they're being like overly sincere, like, no, 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 I'm here for you. I'm, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, here to mm, help you. That's that's a red flag. That's always that should always be a red flag. Um in any type of business model, if they like, obviously we're here to make money in this world so we can exist. So if they're like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not trying to make money. I'm here for you. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. Like I'll, get I'll never get fault somebody. I'll never fault somebody for making a buck, uh, wanting to make a buck. But if you're using that under the pretense that you were doing it for me, Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like get get out of here, man. Like, like I, I, mean, I get it. Like I'm in sales, man. That's what I do. Like I I but the difference there is like the product I'm selling is something that people need. Um, and I'm hoping it helps you, but I'm also trying to make money off the gig. And I'm never not I'm never two faced about that. Like, yeah, I would like for you to make this upgrade because I will make more money, but it also helps you out. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I think honesty is always the best policy. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard to get. We'll, we'll have to see how it goes. Like I said, I, I personally am actually kind of excited for there to be like an Uber try hard event soon. Like I yes. know Milson West is, so that's what it's supposed to be, which I haven't been to one. So I need to go to one and hopefully that will be kind of cool. Um, but I think like it's the idea of like a super high speed quote unquote airsoft event is something that I've always kind of been like keyed up for and wanted to go to and at yeah. least try out. Well, and I think we've talked about it a lot. Like normally the most fun we have is like those guardian missions, something that's got a high production mm-hmm. value is kind of difficult. Um, 
like Jessen's bleeding control course where people where people were passing out, you know, trying to do they forgot mm-hmm. to breathe because it was so intense. Yeah. Um stuff like that's enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that is where Airsoft crosses over into being a training tool because you're not just focused on these big massive battles that'll probably never occur in your hometown. But I mean, you could roll up on somebody who's bleeding out after a car. Wreck. Well, so like so, one of the, one of the best things I can think to describe or to like kind of liken it to was uh, so Navy boot camp. Whenever you're getting out, you do something called battle stations, which I was one of the first division groups at Great Lakes to go through and do what essentially I can only describe as like a universal. I think Universal Studios helped make this shit, but it's this giant, giant fucking warehouse with a prop battleship or like cruiser literally sitting in real water in this fucking warehouse. And you've got like ambient noises and like fake birds flying around and shit. (laughs) And you go on the ship and in each room is like a different scenario. Like patching a fucking leaking pipe or dealing with a radiation deal or doing trauma vac or doing all this. And you go through and you spend like, it's like a 24 hour thing. And then it's meant to like make you really tired and all this. I ended up just having, I was having a fucking blast. Um, But that's the closest thing I can think of whenever I go to these, like these high production quality uh, events and games like the damn missions or the tier one missions from third coast or any of these is like that shit. That shit is what I want to do. I will pay good money for a shorter, more condensed, but far, 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 far more produced scenario. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. I think, I don't know, as I get older and I slow down more, like uh, just walking around in the woods for 10 hours <laughs> a day just doesn't appeal to me as much. I would like to have just a clear cut objective and then just go yeah. knock it out in, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Right. So. I think well, to me that that's more appealing to, to wrap up here. Do you want to talk about siege a little bit? Yeah, uh, uh-huh. sure. Um, we, we dropped, like we said earlier, we dropped our first behind the scenes video today. It's just an interview with me and Booney talking about everything that happened. You can see some cool stuff behind the scenes. Uh, we talked about the helicopter and the actors and some other stuff going on. Um, every single actor was interviewed. So there's going to be more content drops. Um, Right now, it looks like the main stuff is going to drop on another page to make sure that we get visibility. So right now, it's in editing and VFX. Um, So uh, I didn't know we were going into VFX this early. I guess it's a good thing. Um, Maybe we can we can up the timeline on putting it out, but I'm not going to give you a date because I'm not going to be I'm not going to be that guy where I keep pushing it back a month and a month and a month. But I've said it before. (laughs) The images we got that Wayne got. Um, absolutely incredible. The story that I wanted to tell, I feel like it's all there. Um, and it's just a fun, goofy action movie um, that I think people will will enjoy it for that. Um, but the the even the behind the scenes stuff, just the quality of it. Um, John Dorsey did a phenomenal job of just keeping up with everybody whenever we were working and just getting awesome shots. So yeah, we're John Dorsey's a monster. yeah yeah. And as soon as the movie drops, there's so much more content we can put out that we can't show right now because it gives stuff away. So it's going to be yeah I know it man it's a, it's a big waiting process. But once the movie comes Brutal. out, man, just stay stay up with the actors, stay up with the cast and crew. Um, if you want to the love of God, support yeah, those people. Yeah. And it, okay. And then, then here's my shameless plug. Like go subscribe to the tactical dork YouTube channel. Like I'm, I'm small. Um, absolutely a nobody. Uh, I'm trying to build it up so I can do more films because film is what I, I want to get into more and more the writing and directing side of it. Um, so I want to do, I want to do more. Um, so if you go and you subscribe and we, we build, I can build up, you know, a following there and then we can do more. So that's always the goal selfishly is to is to grow myself so i can i can do more stuff um but i like creating stuff i like getting reactions from people um everything has been positive so far like i said we went to a this tiny little airsoft event and probably 30 people were asking about it so i don't have answers on a time frame but it is being edited it is uh, the vfx are being worked on we still have a few more scenes to shoot uh, we still have sound um we have a sound score guy that we're we're going to hand it over to once the editing's done so it's still a it's still going to be a long process but it's it's cool man we'll go watch the behind the scenes like it, it's just it's so cool you can see how you can kind of see the scope of the production you can see how many people were involved those hallways were packed and when you see the film it's going to blow you away how many people were hiding out in rooms carrying equipment just carrying the sound stuff yeah seriously <laughs> like i mean hiding in a corner so their shadow is not falling into the, the the hallway when they're clearing hallways and it looks like there's only six people in a magical camera capturing it but it's really just it's a group of 20 people behind the camera making sure that the lighting's right the sound's right 
Um, so credit goes out yeah. to all those people. John Dorsey, I, Wayne Gassman, White Wolf Studios, uh, Karen, like it, it, there's so yeah, many Josh, that, Charles, all those guys, uh, Jason amazing. and his crew, Frosty yeah. and his guys, like yeah. everyone did such a good fucking job. Like I, yeah. I was there as quote unquote talent and I felt like the least talented person on set at any given time. It was oh, really that's what SCP was for me, man. It's like, I just stood there and walked around. Like I know how to walk around in gear and that was mm-hmm. it. You had all in, and the end product is just amazing because the people involved, but we, we did something cool and um, it'll be good. People are going to enjoy it. So we've said that a million times. I want to say it a million more times. I don't care. So go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, Cause that's where I'm going to be dropping all the behind the scenes stuff and all the goofy behind, you know, just, any updates that we talk about with the film, it's all going to come out there. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram, um, the cast and crew until uh, the actual film gets dropped. Yeah. Uh, follow, uh, Cole, Jen, Noah, Jessen, um, Aaron and Jay, they're dropping stuff every day. Um, Wayne's dropping some stuff. Uh, Booney's dropping stuff. Uh, there's the fan film, Facebook, uh, the siege fan film, Facebook page. We're dropping some stuff there. So just keep an eye out. It's going to be, it's going to get flooded over the next couple months. We're just constantly going to be dropping content and photos like daily. So you know, basically like right up until we start filming QRF. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, then, and what's crazy is like, we're already talking about QRF. So when this, uh, we're hoping that this film drops, you know, a month or two prior, but we don't know. So um, it's going to be going on while we're ramping up for our next one. And QRF is going to be cool. So, but focus on Siege. Hey, Siege take Siege. care, take care of, take care of my first little, my firstborn. <laughs> Raise it up. Raise it up to a million views. Until we yeah. eat out the window after it's done. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, we're done with this one. No, uh, um, no, this, this film was special. Um, like I said, a lot of cool people showed up and just did me the biggest favor ever. And, credit goes to everybody but me so um just take care of those people give them a follow you know follow if they have youtubes follow them if they have instagrams follow them facebook's whatever like hit them up make sure you take care of them so that's all i got on that okay well on that note we mentioned kwa we mentioned overwatch tactics we need to mention our last glorious sponsor before we get the fuck out of here and that is anola gay airsoft anola gay they make smokes they make grenades they make boomy shit for the love of god don't throw them into dry grass. We saw enough of that shit over the weekend. But uh, use code nope. ASAP15 for 15% all textile and clothing that they make that unfortunately does not transfer over to the UK. We're sorry. We just don't like you. Um, and with that being said, we will see you guys next Friday. Hopefully, we'll put up an update on that one actually on Monday. Um, but it should hopefully be Josh Horn and maybe Leah and maybe Jet. Who knows? They seem like cool people at the game. So here's hoping they come. Yep. But later, everybody.